This is Bumping Into Walls, a show about living with vision loss, the challenges, the successes, and the day-to-day walls we all bump into. Hello and welcome to Bumping Into Walls. My name's Jesse Tregarthen, and with me I have my usual co-hosts, Anthony and Kathy. Hi, guys. Hello, Jesse. Hey, Jesse. Today's episode is entitled Accessible World, and it is about how we can leverage different things such as GPS apps to help us get accessibly around the spaces around us. And what are we going to be talking about first? First, we're going to talk about an iPhone app called Blind Square GPS. This app pulls data from a few different sources to give us information about our surroundings. Uh, it interfaces with Apple Maps and also with beacons. So it uses Apple Maps to give us information about what street we're on, what businesses are around us, and and intersections. where the intersections are, you know, to help us you know, to help direct us to new places by working in concert with Apple Maps. Because Apple Maps can tell you where you need to go, but Blind Square comes in to make sure you're on the right path. So, if you know, if, if Apple Maps is telling you to go 350 meters and turn right, you're going to have Blind Square letting you know at the 350, you know, as you're approaching the intersection, just so you have that kind of backup information to know okay, I'm approaching where I need to turn right, and I'm actually turning right onto, you know, 8th Street. Uh, and that's good information to know. And it usually tells you, doesn't it, whether it's a, uh, what kind of intersection that you're approaching, whether it's a four-way intersection or a two-way intersection. What? Yes, it is actually quite descriptive about that sort of information. You know, the, the type of intersection and what the cross street is and everything. Now, this is an app you have to pay for, correct? Yeah, so that is the thing. Um, it does cost money, and you can, you can look it up in the app store uh, and see how much it costs. Yeah, we're not going to give you that yeah. information because it does it, it, change. It could change. But in my opinion, it's definitely worth it. And there are other apps on other platforms that do similar things that are twice as expensive so like you're getting an amazing value for what you pay for for it um and you know you get a lot of features yes it it is good now my only thing about it is that you do have to use data while you're using it so you do have to have a data plan on your phone yeah so the two two biggest complaints i hear are that a you have to use data and and b that if your phone is your primary communication device and you're using it from Line Square, you are taxing on the battery of your primary communication device. So if you've been going around using Line Square for two hours, you know, now your phone battery's lower and you might need it to contact people, that can, you know, make people nervous because, you know, they've sucked away at their data, they've sucked away at their battery. So that's the other complaint uh, of Blind Square. Now, it, one thing that is good about it is that it does work in concert with beacons, which some businesses do have inside 
them, which give you a lot of information once you go inside. And places like the Calgary Public Library have that, and some actual merchants have it as well. So what would it look like if you walked into a merchant that had a beacon? What would you hear? So these are our Apple iBeacons. Uh, and again, I think it's a case of something that was probably developed for advertisement that some super smart person realized could be used for accessibility. So basically, the, the merchant or, or business sets up the beacons and programs certain information into them, which could be advertising information or whatever, or could be, for us, information such as when you walk in the door, reception is... 10 steps in front of you, the washrooms are to your left, and the seating area is to your right. Or it could be something like uh, there are stairs to the left. Yes, exactly. It depends on how astute the person that programmed the information into the beacons is about what the beacons are for. I think like the potential for these things could be really great because... You know, we could we could get a lot of information from them if people are programming them in a, a super informative and, and helpful manner. Like, I'm not sure about the ones of the Calgary Public Library, but I mean, if they were programmed in a certain way, it would be, you know, really awesome to know, you know, what's around you, where the important, you know, things are. I was mentioning to Jesse, actually, that it might be an idea to suggest to the Students' Union that they try getting them into the Students' Union building because it would certainly give us some markers. Yeah, that that would um, be very helpful. You know, uh, the stairs are here, the elevator's here. Yes, the proper <laughs> elevator is here. Yeah. Hi, this is Donald Ray Johnson, and you're listening to Bumping Into Walls at CJSW 90.9 and around the world at CJSW.com. Now, uh, the other thing that I use is called the Victor Trek, and it also works on GPS. And the thing about it is that while it's a very expensive outlay to begin with, once you've bought it, that's it. You don't have to pay for the satellite use at all. And it does do a good job of helping you get around. So I've been actually quite happy with using it. Yeah, Anthony and I actually had the pleasure of going on a, 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 a half an hour adventure using the using the trek and marking marking places around us i don't know if you want to want to talk more yeah, about that yeah i thought it was great because it would tell you how far away you were from a street because so often you're just not sure in this case it gave you that extra information it also would tell you what's around you which i think was useful too if you know you're by whatever coffee shop if you got lost, well, you know that, but you wouldn't have known it without it. It was the kind of thing you'd use with one hand because you only had to push a couple buttons, so you didn't have to fiddle with it. Once you set it, it was set it and forget it. 
and uh, it was cold that day, so we didn't stay out long. I wish we would have, because I would have liked to really put it through its paces. But what I got to see of it, I, I think it would be a worthwhile tool in your toolbox. I don't really th- think that I would call it set it and forget it. Um, yeah, but the, 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 the interface is quite intuitive. Uh, I think it's something that, for the most part, you could do with one hand, unlike a phone where you've got to unlock it and touch it and, and interact with it and, and double tap on things and... But yeah. but I still uh, am usually pushing buttons while I'm out with it and uh, checking on things and pushing the number five button, which is the where am I button, and checking for things that are around me. Yeah. Uh, you know, it it is still something that I'm usually checking to see where things are. And like blind square it does tell me what's ahead of me and does give me information about intersections for instance and it's it's a pretty good device and it's small so it's not something that's going to take a lot of room you can i had to wear it on my wrist because i couldn't put it anywhere else so. um actually it does come with a belt clip so if you wear a belt or have something that you can clip it to, it does clip onto that. It has a lanyard that will go around your wrist. Uh, and they do advise you not to use headphones in traffic. Uh, I I don't know what else you're going to do, though, because otherwise mm-hmm. everybody can hear it. What I usually do is have one... Uh, earbud in and one hanging because I like to be able to hear traffic with one ear and listen to the device with the other ear. Mm -hmm. I think it's really dangerous to have both earbuds in. That's a tough one because like even even me with the one ear I find can sometimes throw me off. Like I've had my my wife say that she's watched me cross the street with nothing in my ears and she's watched me cross the street with one thing in my ears and when I've got the one, even just the one earbud in listening to to Ira, which of course we did a previous episode on, um, I'm still veering slightly because, you know, that would be like a, a sighted person walking around with one of their eyes covered is how I kind of like to think about it. And I mean, there is a product, there are things called bone conduction headphones that sit on your cheekbone and somehow send the sound through your cheekbone uh, and and then nothing's covering your ears and you can hear the traffic around you as well as you know what the 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 track or blind square or even ira is communicating to you but you know like when i was thinking about that for taking my son to daycare i just started to think how expensive is it going to be just for me to to take my son to daycare you know first i'm buying you know, this, and I'm buying that, then I'm buying the, the, the bone conduction headphones. And and the bone conduction headphones are the ones that are the most recommended, but I think there's something in Canada, I think there's something like $300 or something like that. Yeah, they definitely, They're definitely very get up expensive. there. They're very expensive. You know, and it's, it's an extra expense. Uh, if you're getting the, the Bluetooth bone conduction, it's an extra thing that you've got to be charging at night, you know, because... Like when you go out, you're you're gonna have lots of tools in your toolkit to make sure that you can get where you need to go safely. And uh, with the bone conduction, now you've got an extra thing in. Now I have heard of people specifically with the track getting 
little tiny Bluetooth speakers that they can clip to their shirt and routing the sound to those. Like, I don't know. Uh, I think when I tested the Trek, I clipped it to my jacket and cranked the volume up to full. Uh, so I don't know what um, what you think about that, Kathy. It's I pretty only used it for heavy. A short time. I think it's pretty heavy for that for me. Yeah. Um, I guess, and when you were doing it now, I happen to know that the day you were doing it was a very cold winter day, so you were probably wearing a heavy jacket. Mm-hmm. Uh, on a summer day when I'm wearing a T-shirt, I don't think I could do that. Yeah. And then you have to think, if you're close to noisy roads, it, it just gets really interesting, all these things that you have to think about. But the nice thing is, we have these tools available to us, so... It's just a matter of finding tools that work for us in what combination. Yeah. The things that any of the any of these companies stress is they say this is not a substitute for the cane, it's not a substitute for orientation and mobility skills. It's just a, that extra piece of information. Uh, and it shouldn't even be a substitute for asking for help. You know, it it might mean we have to ask for help a bit less because it's telling us about the this, you know, the streets around us. Well, but. that's that's one thing that I would definitely add is that I I would always always make sure that I double check to make sure that I'm in the right place, and I have uh, fallen into a hole that was left in a sidewalk uh, by a construction crew, so please make sure that you're really careful about that too because. Sometimes the sidewalks can be rough. Sometimes there's construction that you're not aware of. So, and these apps can't. They can't. These devices can't tell you that. No, they don't. Uh, and you know, there's carelessness. There's stuff left on the sidewalks. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all kinds of unexpected things that that can happen, and uh, you just absolutely never know. And nothing can take the place of that extra little bit of information. Exactly. And again, these devices, I mean, I think that the plans are there's a a project in motion that uh, will hopefully be coming to the track soon that should help considerably with this. But these devices don't get you to the door of the establishment you're going to. They get you to, to relatively near... So, like, especially if you're in a strip mall, it might get you to the strip mall, no problem. But then you've got to find the the specific store. So, what, what would you like to see, Kathy, in the Trek that isn't already there? Well, basically, uh, the one thing, such as what Jesse just mentioned, uh, that is in the works, is that uh, to the doorknob technology is in the works. And also, they do have plans to get the interior beacon technology as well and there's no timeline on when that's going to be happening but when each of those happen they will uh, be available as a free download so it's just a matter of waiting for them and that will make a, a big difference but even then after that happens you know Still, not being afraid to ask someone for help, whether that's a person around you or Ira, 
Um, or, and I think you, you were mentioning to me last week, Kathy, that you've heard of people, uh, FaceTiming trusted friends and relatives for a little bit of extra assistance. Well, that was something that, interesting that I heard someone talking about because, uh, they were saying that j- just, uh, getting help to fill out a form and they didn't happen to have Ira. And so they said, well, hey, I used FaceTime and I called someone that was capable of helping me and used that. And I was thinking, well, okay, that's a good idea, but you have to make sure that you ask the right person to help you because the people at IRA are trained. The people at Be My Eyes are trained. You know, you have to make sure that when you're asking a friend, that you're asking the right friend because sometimes you're not going to get really great help when you just ask anybody to help you out. So, you know, make sure that you're going to ask someone who is really capable of helping you. And I think that's maybe where some of this new technology has come from. Somebody may have thought, well, gee, people are using this type of technology. Let's put it all in one place. I don't know. It's just an observation that well that's the thing that really spurred me on to get the trek as well is that i know downtown calgary quite well by now i used to live and work in downtown calgary when i was fully sighted so i actually know it quite well but when i find now that i don't see when i ask a sighted person for help first of all sometimes it's difficult to get someone's attention. And I think we can all understand that in today's world that many people, God bless them, but many people are busy in their own little world and they're listening to their phones or whatever and don't notice someone asking for help. And sometimes uh, they have difficulty reading the signs. and. Sometimes I've noticed this. I can be asking someone where a coffee shop is, and I, we can be standing right in the doorway of the coffee shop, and they'll be saying, Oh, I don't know where it is. And that has happened several times. <laughs> and uh, it, I don't know if it's happened to you guys, but it has oh, happened yeah. to me. And, and then I find out that we were actually right there. And then another thing that happened couple of years ago was that I was on a bus and we were going through some construction downtown and the bus routes were being rerouted quite a bit. And I got put off the bus in an unexpected place and I asked the bus driver for some help in getting to the corner that I needed and he was most unhelpful. And his way of telling me to get to the place was, uh, go left three blocks and right three blocks and left again three blocks. And it was really confusing. Instead of telling me where he was dropping me off, he was just busy giving me directions of where I was going and refused to tell me where he was dropping me off. Luckily for me, one of the other passengers heard this. And after the bus left, she said, never mind, I'll help you you get to where you need to go. Yeah. If I'd had the Victor Trek 
I would have had another way of getting to where I needed to go, and I would have had something to tell me where I was. Because that's really all I needed was something that told me where I was. Because I know downtown, downtown Calgary is laid out like a grid. So if you know that you're at 3rd Avenue and 4th Street, it tells you where you are. And I know how to get to 7th Avenue and 3rd Street. You know, I, I just know how to count the blocks in the streets. And, you know, mm-hmm. I can do it. But, you know, otherwise, you know, you're lost. But uh, so if I have the if I have something like the track, then I've got a tool in my toolkit. But otherwise, it's really helpful to have a person to give you that information. And yes, Calgary bus drivers are usually helpful, but every once in a while you get one that isn't quite so helpful. Yeah, and again with the tool. But when I get on the bus, uh, I am I'm asking the driver to let me know when I get to my stop. I'm using an app, whether it's Blind Square or some other app, to let me know when I'm approaching my stop. And I'm also, if the bus stop announcements are on, I've also got an ear out to those too. So that way, hopefully out of three different ways of making sure I'm approaching my stop, at least one of those is going to pull through and get me, you know, where I need to go. And uh, like to your thing about downtown also, the other nice thing about these devices is that they give you a bit more awareness about streets. Like, I don't know if this is a blind thing or a small town thing, but I grew up. If you asked me how to get somewhere, I would say walk two blocks, turn right, count 10 sidewalk cracks, turn left, uh, you know, find the post and, and count two posts and three driveways and you're there. But if you said, what street is it on? You know, what street do I have to turn on? I didn't have a clue. And sometimes that can make things hard, especially, <laughs> yeah. especially, you know, say, say, for example, you are trying to get to a doctor's appointment or something and you call the doctor. If your track or blind square or whatever is telling you what street you're on and you can then pass that information on to them, they're going to be able to give you better things. You know, they could say, oh, you actually are on the street. Um, you know, maybe you just have to walk a couple more buildings down and. You know, so it gives you that extra piece of information, especially if you were, were a, um, you know, raised in a, a turn right at the red barn kind of way of way of thinking about directions. Oh, and that's another nice thing about the track is that uh, you do have the message thing on it so you can record when your next doctor's appointment is. Well, the nice thing about something like that is everything's in one toolkit. So you've got like four or five things it can do. Although I'd recommend if you're walking around, just use it for walking around. Don't start doing other things. But it's great that you're able to do that because if you're at your doctor's, you can just put it in there, next doctor's appointment 50 years from now. Okay, great. Well, Well, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm not sure. I think I'll be using... If we live that long. The other uh, really neat thing about the Victor track is that you can also use it when you're in a car or on the bus. And it will also help tell you where you are. And it's really helpful when you're on the bus and you want to know where your bus stop is because some of us also travel on the bus as well as walking around. Yes, exactly. For that, uh, you know, in that it, you know, it knows the transit information, which it can pull from Apple Maps. Uh, 
but also again if you want that extra level of protection like you know like i have done with with blind square which you can uh do very effectively with trek uh is you can record at you know you can essentially drop a pin at a very specific spot and and record a message for it and say this is my bus stop or this is my front door yeah um so not only can you leverage the the transit information they have you could also put a recording at your bus stop just to be sure because then if you mishear it no other bus stop in the city other than the ones you made recordings for are going to have recordings with your voice coming on so that's just that extra level of okay i'm you know i'm i'm here i'm approaching it and and i i have uh one of those things that uh Canada Post lovingly calls community mailbox that is <laughs> randomly on the street mm-hmm. and like good luck trying to find that thing so I can walk to where it is because I have it marked on my Victor track because otherwise believe me I wouldn't be able to find it yeah <laughs> An- another feature the trek has that um that Blind Square doesn't is because Trek is using satellite GPS with downloaded maps. It's got a mode called open area mode, which is for areas that don't have defined streets like a park or like I oh, guess parts, well, university. Of, parts of a yeah. university, yes, a university yeah. campus, because most GPS systems become useless the minute you drive onto a campus. Um and this can give you kind of as the crow flies directions that don't pull data from defined streets because there isn't any. And again, this is where this dropping pins with recordings is really effective because you could be in open area mode going around the the university and even you could even have down to this is my favorite study bench. Oh, there you go. What when you're setting up for any of these projects What's the training turnaround time on something like this? Is it something you can pick up and just use? Pretty well. It, mm-hmm. it is not really difficult at all. Mm-hmm. So if you compare the both of them, I would assume they're both the same then. You... They're very similar, they're similar, I think. Okay. And another it... thing you have going for you, and you shouldn't just do this when you're learning how to use the device. I tend to do this before I go out anywhere, is a lot of these different devices and apps have like an exploration mode where you can look up your destination and get a set of directions of how you would get there before you even leave your house. This gives you a chance to kind of look at your route, what it's going to look like, and, you know, help make sure that you've, you know, you've got the right tools in your toolbox before you head out the door and you're best prepared. And this kind of helps you get familiarized more with the device and it helps you get more familiar and, and confident with your route before you set out as well. I always do that. And I always, even if I'm using the bus, I always call transit and check what buses I should be using and make sure I've got that information too. Planning is really vital because if you can't see, then you don't get that second chance that sighted people have to recover from a mistake. So yes, if you're carrying the Victor Trek and a phone, you're now carrying two devices, but you are not draining battery power and data from your communication device. So even with the Trek, if you get lost and you're having trouble getting back on track, 
you have a phone that you haven't been, you know, draining for the past how many hours to, to call and try and get some help. Yeah, at, at the very least, you can call a taxi. Yes, exactly. And, uh, you know, at least the, the trek the trek can tell you where it is, where you are. It, it, you know, it can't necessarily help you to get back on track, but it can tell you where you are so you can give that information to a taxi that's going to do it for this episode so thank you to my co-hosts for joining me tune in next time to see what people places or things we've been bumping into to contact bumping into walls find us on twitter at into underscore walls or send us an email at bumping into walls at gmail.com you can also check out our website bumping into walls Bumping Into Walls is produced, edited, and hosted by Jesse Tregarthen, Anthony Hodges, and Catherine McLeod.